welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of aliens with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the Shadow, and I'm joined by... Your humble pacifist, Justin. That's a bold face lie. Uh, I am I am Adam, the human. And I'm Debbie, and I do not remember what my person was. You were the miser, I think. Yeah, the we had the double and hand. the observer. I was, yeah, I mean, really, I was the, I was the caterpillar on the mushroom in Alice in Wonderland. That was me. So whimsical. You were space acid caterpillar. Yes. Yeah. My little pipe. Gotta hate Alice in Wonderland. All right. <laughs> this is a board game podcast where we play games in our collections and then we talk about them. And today we are talking about our playthrough of Cosmic Encounter. A game for three to five-ish. I think you can play with more with all the expansions out there. Uh, where you uh, you play as aliens and you try to dick each other over for about an hour. Uh, I do have the back of the box here. I'm just going to go grab it. It's got way too much other shit on my desk. Hold on. That's probably too close to actual music. No, no, no. I'm, again, it's... Oh, yeah. You're... That wasn't the girl from Ipanema. That was a parody of the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> I took some artistic license. Here we go. Cosmic Encounter. Build a galactic empire. In the depths of space, the alien races of the cosmos vie with each other for control of the universe. Alliances form and shift from moment to moment, while cataclysmic battles send starships screaming into the warp. Players choose from dozens of alien races, each with their own unique power, to further its efforts to build an empire that spans the galaxy. Many classic aliens from earlier editions of this beloved board game return, such as the Oracle, the Loser, and the Clone. Newly discovered aliens also join the fray, including the Remora. The Might, and the TikTok? This classic game of alien politics returns from the warp once more. It features 50 alien races, flare cards to boost their powers, 100 plastic ships, a host of premium components, and all new tech cards that let players research and build extraordinary technological marvels. I couldn't get through that last sentence. This is just one long run-on sentence. There's about 800 commas. No two games are the same. And that is the back. The TikTok, man. This game is ahead of its time. TikTok, baby. That's it. We're hip. Like with the what the kids are up to with the ticking and the talking. That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope as shit, man. All right. So. (laughs) Oof. So the overview of this game, it's a really, really simple game, okay? What you do is everybody gets, you're going to get six plants, you're going to get four little ships each, and these ships, oh, they're so delightful, and they just stack right on top of each other. You're going to put those on your planets. So if you're counting, that's 24 ships that you start with. They're not going to last very long. Anyway, there there's going to be this deck of cards called the, uh, I think they're called the Encounter Deck. You, you're the hand of cards that you draw is from the Encounter Deck, which have various types of, uh, various types of cards. There are like flares and tech cards and like regular encounter cards, which come in two or three flavors. There's like ones that have numbers on them and there's ones that just have the word negotiate on them. And these comprise your hand. The flow of the game is relatively simple, although there's more that I'll get to later, um, whereby on your turn, you draw a card from the Destiny deck, which is a completely different deck of cards, which will tell you who you are attacking this round. And so it'll be like, oh, you're attacking Orange. So naturally, you're going to take this little thing called uh, called the hyperspace gate or whatever the fuck, and you're going to point it at one of 
oranges planets, and that's when you're going to start an encounter. Uh, so what you do is you take any number of ships that you want from one to four, and you're going to plonk it down on this little gate, and then you're going to start a little fight with the uh, with the person that you're pointing at. But first, you can ask for allies, and this is the first little wrinkle in the game, is that the uh, attacker gets to ask anybody at the table whether they want to join in on the chaos, and if the people agree, then they bring some of their ships along for the ride. Yay! After the uh, aggressor uh, gets their allies, then the defender can also ask for allies, and then if anybody wants to join in, then they get to come along. Uh, What happens after this is both sides pick a card, you flip the card over, and you resolve what is essentially like a numbers battle. So you take the the, the value on your card plus the number of ships, and you figure out who has the higher number. Uh, That is if you both play numbers, because you can also play a negotiate card. If you play a negotiate card, things get a little weirder, in which if both of you play a negotiate card, you get to have have a chat. You chat for a minute and only a minute. And you have to come up with a deal, some sort of deal that you both agree on. And that can be anything from like, I'm going to give you some cards or we'll both each settle one other planet from each other or something like that, right? You're going to like, we'll swap colonies. You like, you can put one of your ships on one of my colonies and I'll put a ship on one of your colonies. And we're all going to be good. Great. Everybody wins. Uh, If you don't make a deal within the minute, then each of you will lose three ships to the warp, which is not great. If one person plays a negotiate and the other person plays a num- card with numbers on it, uh, then the person with the negotiate loses, but they get to actually take a little bit of uh, what's called compensation. So they get to steal some cards from the person that, that they lost to. Uh, nevertheless, uh, once everything is shaken out, if the attacker wins, they get to put their ships on uh, on the planet. So that includes the main player as well as all of its allies get to put ships onto the colony or onto the onto the home world of the person that they're attacking. And uh, the defender loses all their ships to what's called the warp, which is just a big hole in the middle of space, I guess. Um, if the defender wins, then uh, all the people on the attacker side go hit the road over to the warp, meaning that um, nobody gets to call colonize this planet, get off my lawn, and anybody who is allied with the defenders get to draw cards or get uh, get people back from the warp. So this can be a way that people can get uh, additional resources to play with as well as getting back some of their ships. And that is how the game works. Basically, you just do this, you go around and around and around, uh, pointing your little hyperspace gate at people and uh, drawing cards uh, sometimes because if you don't have an encounter card like one to play, you don't have a negotiate or one with a number, you get to draw a new hand and so you you're drawing, constantly drawing cards, constantly losing cards, uh, just like sitting there and trying to like send your dudes all over the place, trying to conquer planets. Uh, and the first player to get five planets that are not in their home system, so they conquer five other worlds, wins the game. And you can have games where multiple people win. So if you end up with like you and the person you're attacking are both at four, uh, you can actually have a little bit of a negotiate and just be like, do you got, do you want to win together? We can just win this game together. And both of you say, yeah. And so you secretly put down what card you're doing. And then one of you flips over attack card. The other one flips over and negotiate. And you just get into a brawl afterwards because you're calling the other person a dirt bag. But yeah, that's basically cosmic encounter. Um, it's not too hard until you get into the alien powers, which is where everything goes completely fucking buck wild. So each player is going to end up with their own unique alien. And when I say unique, they're all very, very, very different. And some of them are very, very weird. Like TikTok. Isn't TikTok just a lovely little name? So the reason the reason this game has has like th- that says that it's a no two games the same is because of the alien powers. So 
if everyone was playing this basic game, it would probably still be pretty cutthroat with everyone sort of dicking each other over with the negotiates and like like bald face lying to each other and you know hopping along for various uh, various fun times. Uh, but the alien powers complicate things wildly, and they complicate things in various ways. Each of the aliens has a color code to them, so you know whether you're going to be playing with like an easy alien, like the parasite. The parasites thing is that they don't have to be asked to come along for for a little joyride. They just they just keep they just keep showing up to fight. So even though maybe you don't want that person to come along with you because they're way in the lead, they can just decide to come along anyway. They're like a I don't know shitty uncle or something. Ooh. Uh, you've also got uh, TikTok. Great little name. Uh, TikTok doesn't win normally. What they do is they put a bunch of tokens on their card, and if you if if you get to TikTok's turn more than ten times, they just they just win the game. So it puts a little counter on the game. You just you just can't fuck around too much. I think they can still win the normal method, but why not just like pooter around for another hour or two? Uh, TikTok is a yellow card, so you can see that they're already starting to like get a little bit more annoying as you go. Um, which one do you want me to read? Do you want me to read Masochist or the Void? As, uh, oh my god, both uh, of those sound terrible. I mean, the masochist is sounds, that sounds what, delightful. Yes, what do you think the masochist is. does? Uh, it's probably something like, hey, if I lose all my ships, I just win or something. Oh, you got it. Actually? <laughs> yep. That is fucking nuts. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, that's fucking <laughs> like, abuse me. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and the and the void's not quite as quite as funny. What they do is instead of sending ships to the warp, they just go straight to hell. You never get them oh. back. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. That's he's a spicy. Like he's a spicy ship, like the boy. That they kill. Uh, yeah, they the losing side. The ships just leave the game instead of going to the warp. Oh, there's like a minimum number, so I, you can't have that's... you can't have fewer than the number of colonies that you have. But that's still not very many. So <laughs> what the hell? No. So there are 50 of these fucking things in the base game, and there's about, I'm going to guess, six expansions where you can add in. Is that is that around around the right number? That's exactly the right number. Holy shit. I did it. All right. That's all right. Po- that's it. Podcast's over. We've yeah. made it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I looked that up before because, like, what kind of dipshit would be making a podcast without looking this stuff up? Oh, yeah. These different aliens will introduce all sorts of wrinkles and make the game way, way more complicated than, uh, than just playing, like, the thing I described to you. And as you go further and further afield and you add in tech cards, you add in flares and all this other stuff there's like a seemingly endless array of things that you can do with this very simple game but essentially it's a game of you find out what your alien is and you just like try to make five colonies that are not yours and and or whatever the hell's written on your card and you just try to have a have a good time without going into the cards did i miss too much that you guys want to talk about in terms of like rules or overview no i I think so i mean Anything else kind of either gets into the weeds or starts getting into expansions. There's a lot of weeds in this game. Yeah. And a lot of expansions. For a surprisingly (laughs) simple game, there's a lot of weird edge case scenarios once, uh, you know, 50 plus weird rules start uh, interacting with one another. And that's just the base game. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I like I think that's probably my main beef with this game um, is just the the fact that we played two rounds of this. And I think I was still like fiddling around with the rule book during our second playthrough just to like, 
wait, you've got this thing and they've got this other thing. You just played this card. Which one of these things happened first? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really bizarre to be doing that with a with a game where the rule book's only like 10 pages or whatever. I don't know. It's just an, a seemingly endless array of these uh of these like fiddly minutia and like probably looking shit up on an FAQ and trying to figure out if somebody had released an errata to one of the cards to make it less complicated right you end up getting into edge case scenario the game yeah and uh so a couple other things is like you can lose your uh you can lose your power if you go below three colonies or three colonies or lower if you lose enough colonies you'll just stop being that alien and you'll have to like get them back to be able to uh to be able to be yourself again essentially um, cause what's the point in playing a game if you can't be the void and ruin everybody's life? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and I mean, other than that, like the game is, the game is very, it's very f- like, I don't know. I've played this a few times. I can't say that I've ever been like super blown away by it, but man, there's just like so much potential in a game of cosmic encounter that it's honestly baffling, but I don't know that I've ever had like a super fun time. And on Tabletop Simulator, I feel like you're really missing, like, especially over, like, over Zoom or whatever, like, you're really missing out on watching your friends just give you the stink eye the whole time. And I feel like that might have had something to do with it. Also, I've heard that this is best played with five people because that makes it so that, you know, it's just more nonsense going on. For sure. Yeah, there is, there's something cathartic about pointing the finger across the table and just cursing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't quite get that when you're just like yelling into a microphone. But I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's very strange for me. I have a hard time sort of rating this game because I can see that there's a lot of fun to be had. I can see that there's, you can have a lot of fun with this game. I just don't know that I've ever really experienced it. Like I have a good time, but I just Mm -hmm. feel like most of the time it falls a bit flat and I'm usually sort of sitting towards the end of a game being like, man, is this, uh, I hope, I hope just like whoever's in the lead is just like, I hope they just win soon. Um, (laughs) so that we can like start over again, because I feel like the first few rounds are like where, where like the peak fun is for me, where it's just like, oh, how is this thing going to work? And who's this going to upset? And like, how does this like figuring out what the aliens do and combining that with all the other stuff that you can do can be, can be a lot of fun. I've also heard that like, there's a couple variant, actually I say a couple, there's like eight different variants that they're suggested in the back of this book, in back of the rule book that you can do. I guess one of them that's, that's pretty fun is just like keeping your alien hidden until you decide that you want to reveal them. That's how I played it the first time. And I, I thought that was just normal. Oh, I mean. I thought, just, I thought that's just how things went. Masochist all over again. I mean, I, I do tend to uh, embrace chaos, which uh, this this game quite distills, I find. It does. It's it's just a, uh, it's an awesome example of the, the glories of Ameritrash. <laughs> yeah, the the 80s game design, the game it's here. 70s. 70s? First edition came out in 1977. Oh, wow. wow. Probably no one picked this up until the 80s, though, right? Well, probably. It, it wasn't remade until, like, uh, 1991. And I find that, like, this is one of those odd games where you, I I don't know, pun intended, non-intended, um, you kind of can't be a pacifist in this game, right? Because if if you're one of those people where... Um, you it's your like it's your turn right and you're you know pointed at at a different uh planet and the people around the table are like hey hey so can i come can i can i come if you're the kind of person where you just kind of like yeah sure why not right i 
you're almost guaranteed to lose because all you're doing is helping everybody else out. Right. And so you kind of have to, you kind of have to be able to take that, that stance against people. Right. And be able to say like, you know, thanks for your help, but, but no thanks. Cause I really don't want it. Um, and I, like, I understand that, you know, combat's one thing, but I think that that's like a whole nother, um, a whole nother aspect that I, that needs to kind of be appreciated in this game, I think, because it, it makes a notable difference, right? Hmm. Um, like the certain level of politicking that goes on. Yeah. And I mean, tons of bluffing and negotiation all the time. Yeah. Right. And I mean, there's a lot of people that like, I don't know, it's like when we were playing and, um, Justin, you, you know, you said at one point, you're like, Hey, can I come along? Um, and I said, no. And I immediately felt petty for saying no, because I'm like, like, I, I mean, you're trying to help me. Right. But But I'm trying to help myself mostly. Right. And so you kind of have to have this, you have to have this, you know, doggy dog stance in this game. And I don't think that everybody has that, the kind of mentality Mm. um, to do that. Right. When it's like, you know, I'm I'm trying to give you a helping hand and you're like, it's, it's not combat, right? Like, it's just a very different, um, yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just, it's just very different, right? Like you're not going after somebody, but you're, I mean, yeah, you kind of are, you have to. Yeah. And so it's, it's just, it's a very different, um, thought process when you play a game like this. I, I think I understand what you mean. Like, I remember playing something like Risk years back and, you know, there'd be some hyper aggressive players and the other players that, you know, didn't really want to, you know, fight anyone. And so, you know, other people would take advantage of that and just like kind of play them against one another. But in this, you know, in something like that, you know, it's you attacking somebody in this. I feel it's you kind of have to embrace the fact that you are forced to attack. And unless you're someone like TikTok, like Tom brought up, like, you know, you can just not attack or you can just send one ship every turn and just try to help everyone defend. And I mean, even like you said, when you said no to me helping you, I turned around and immediately offered my services to Adam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's yes. kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, sure, I you can turn me down from, you know, helping you attack but you know what uh i'm a free agent i'm gonna go right around and help out uh help out whoever you are attacking and uh, maybe play a couple cards just to throw a wrench in the thing so it's yeah it's one of those games where you have to be able to just sort of embrace the chaos and the sort of silly pettiness um, yeah and not take it personally because this is one game where yeah it forces you into conflict yeah i think saying like the the pettiness for me i think is the is is what it really comes down to and i think that that's a really good word for it right like in a lot of ways this game just seems very petty to me and that i think for me is what makes it less enjoyable um because it it there's a lot of just take that for no reason in a lot of, in some ways it feels like um I, I think know. that part yeah. of that's the same reason why you don't really like games like Secret Hitler and and stuff like that, where you, you kind of have to politic your way through the game. Yeah, I, and it's a very fair, mm, I was going to say assumption. It's not an assumption. Like, <laughs> Assertation. Assertation, there you go. No, I think that's a fair way of putting it. It just, for me, that's a very, yeah, I just. No, you just got to, you know, there are just times where you just have to tell people no. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's. The other thing that we don't tend to do very much, like in our in our game, we didn't have, and I, I don't know how many times we, this has actually ever happened, but like no one ever uses two negotiate cards. No. 
We're always no. very like I'm gonna I'm gonna come <laughs> over and stab us. you. That that might be a problem with us rather than the game though. <laughs> well, that that's, <laughs> I yeah, I de- definitely there's a problem with us for sure. But I think there is like another facet of this game where you can have a bunch of people who are actually just like sitting there for a minute at a time, just like playing hardball with each other because you don't like. But yeah, it's like it's it's interesting because like playing the negotiate card is almost always just like you giving up. So I don't really I don't really understand at what point like that actually comes in because even when you are playing Justin the pacifist it was like if you play a negotiate card and the other person plays an attack you just win because you're like oh i'm i'm just over here minding my own business and you guys tried to aggress me but like it doesn't stop you from just playing an attack card and beating the shit out of the other guy if he decides to try to negotiate i i I, that's why i like i love sort of those weird characters where you can just start playing mind games where maybe I don't even have a negotiate card, but everyone expects that I'm going to play one if I'm only sending in one ship. So, you know, they'll play theirs. So I'll just play a one attack card. And, you know, it's just it's fun little mind games. It's great. Yeah. And like some of the some of the aliens are like that. And some of them are more straightforward and not quite as like interesting. But again, like I, I, I feel like there's still a part of this game that I've never really tried because it requires people to actually play cards that make them talk and that's not something that we like to do we don't like to try to come up with deals we want to just like go and like destroy each other and dominate planets and stuff like that yeah no nobody wants a compromise like i think i said murder hobos are us yeah well i suggested at one point i was like hey debbie if this goes through and we both end up with four and then you attack me on your next thing why don't we just negotiate we could both win and i could I could hear her side-eyeing me and just sort of shaking her head. Like, she didn't say anything. (laughs) But I could tell that she wasn't going to be having any of that. To me, when you play a game, there's a winning... Like, there's a winner. Like, a winningest winner. But why? Why not I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't need to be this way. I just... In my mind, it's like one person wins. If you have a tie, it's... That's why, you know, it's you can a always have a compromise, you know, the worst solution that both players can agree on. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's it's kind of the same idea as um, when you play... Um, when you play games where it's everyone against the against the board game, right? Right. I enjoy those games for a very different reason. I don't I don't enjoy winning in those games because I don't actually feel like I won. <laughs> You don't feel like you beat okay. somebody into the dirt? Well, I don't know, like, and, and I mean, that makes me sound like this really bad, horrible person, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. I mean, it I does. don't want to, I, yeah. I see what brings out your competitive nature. Yeah, like, it's, I like the challenge that comes with co-op games. Like, I, I enjoy the challenge and I enjoy the, the puzzle aspect of it, but it's not really, I don't see it as a as like in the same mindset as like a game where I'm trying to win because I don't know. I just, is is it, you know, you're, you're overcome instead of overcoming sort of like a puzzle, like a co-op game, you're, you're overcoming an opponent. Yeah. You are dominating an opponent. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You need to exert your dominance. It's not fun unless someone's crying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, I realized that after a couple of years of doing this podcast, there's things that I've learned about myself that, I don't know, I just like to... 
I like to revel in victory. I like to be proud of the things that I've accomplished. And sometimes, I don't know. Wow. I I have noticed that from time to time. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say. That's just me. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's what board games are good for, right? That's a lot of the times it's it's a, a healthy way to express a little competitive nature without, you know, starting up an underground boxing ring. I mean, that kind of sounds fun, too. <laughs> you could just take up boxing. Jesus. Like, you don't have to just kidding. You don't have to make a fight club. You can just do a sport. No, no. You yeah, gotta go my, extremes, man. It's my brain. Like, I pride, your, pride, wanna, I pride myself my on my intelligence. I don't know. I don't sound very intelligent when we're pl- talking about board games. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Jesus, this is going all over the place. What it the is. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't sound that intelligent. That sounds like something we have in common in this podcast, I think, is it just all sound like dipshits, <laughs> so I wouldn't worry about it. But I just like the amount of times that I lose are like high, right? And that's because I tend to I tend to need to get into this mindset, right? Where I want to I want to win or I've figured a game out enough that I feel like I can actually put some strategy into it. When I go into a board game, I go into a board game with zero strategy and just like do to do. Like the most oh, oblivious yeah. girl walking down the street, you know, like snapping her gum. Um, and so it's just, oh. I, yeah, because we don't get to play the games often, mm-hmm. right? Or multiple times, I tend to come off a little on the, you know, ditzy, stupid side sometimes. <laughs> I I think I, I I tend to be similar where the first time I play a game, I just, you know, try something random and just go at it hard and see if it works just to kind of see how it all works under the hood sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, half the time I, I think I completely miss the mark and but I have a lot of castles. <laughs> They're useless, but, you know, I got a bunch of them. I assume you're talking about some other game at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. (laughs) Castles? What the hell did we miss? (laughs) Wait, you guys weren't playing the same game as me? (laughs) Apparently not. Uh, So funny. I don't know. What did you guys think? Adam, thoughts? I, this is, <laughs> this is so weird for me. Cause this is like, like the whole Ameritrash line is not usually something that I find a, a ton of excitement in, but, but like, I love this game. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's a very good balance of like political intrigue and a little bit of bullshitting and bluffing and it it doesn't have any dice it's all done with cards which is a huge plus if um it's i mean it's it's a game that uh debbie and i happen to own along with a couple three expansions um so like i i I, this one's such a, a strange like enigma to me because again it's not something that i it's not something that i would normally gravitate towards yet I absolutely adore this game. I think it's it's just good. I've I've never played it with more than four players, and it sounds like five is where where the the level of spice really hits its pinnacle. Um, so I'm I'm definitely interested in in trying it at five. But this this one it's it's so fun, and I mean I can get what what Thomas is saying when he's like, oh, you know, like the first the first couple um rounds are the are the most interesting i I definitely agree with that and i think it's because like in those first couple rounds your people are still kind of testing the waters and trying to sort out interactions between whatever random gobbledygook that they've been 
delivered and then whatever their opponent has been delivered or or maybe not an opponent at all um and it's 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 wild i i, I don't know like it, it's so good it's so good and i it feels so strange uh being as invested in it as i am it's just it's not it's not something that i that i really thought i would love and then you know from the first time i played it onward i'm just like man this game is so fucking fun it's like it's weird for me because i like, I, I would definitely play this just about any time. It's just weird that I can't think of a time where I was like, oh, man, this game is so great, even though I can see. Like, I can see that there's a lot of potential in here, just with how everything works and everything interacts and everything. Like, no two games are going to be the same because of the, you know, all there's just way too many variables. So it is it is a really good game. It's just, I I don't know. I feel like I have missed the the like experience or maybe i just i'm always getting my ass kicked maybe that's it maybe i'm just bad at it that's possible maybe i'm just shitty at this game could be approaching it wrong maybe ah yeah maybe i'm just using my big cerebral brain to figure this out and i really just need to like go and send four ships at everybody that's it yes break out the ug tech brain (laughs) yeah Yeah. go all lizard lizard brain on it smash it until it smash it until it dies but no I, I definitely agree like it's 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 a very cool game and like there's a lot of potential there's a lot of interesting things and I, I I'd play it just about any time like at least at least once a night like I think it's it feels a bit long mm-hmm. a, l- a little bit long like I feel like sometimes it can drag especially if you're getting your shit kicked in which yeah. is sometimes again, you just dealt a bad hand yeah like you're not and it's not it's it because of the way the destiny deck works like it's not anyone's fault you will feel salty at the end of the game right but really (laughs) like there's no reason to feel that way other than your friends abandoning you because really it's the (laughs) destiny deck that came along and sort of kicked you in the teeth i think in that last game i think debbie attacked me like four times in a row or some shit i was just like oh come on like i just want to be left alone for a little bit i just want to eat people's ships with my shadow but i couldn't because it kept pulling my name up what's gonna happen like there's only so many things in the deck that's why that's why it works because it's not dice right you can't you can't roll 12, 12 yellows in a row or whatever, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I, I think that that's that's part of it. I think that for me, anyways, I think that that's part of it. It's like you can't you can't just you know by sheer force of luck be like, oh look, we're we're attacking Adam for the seventeenth time in a row or or whatever, right? Or or Tom or or whatever. Because I mean, that's that's not very fun on either side. Where it's like, oh look, I'm being attacked again, or look, we're just you know ganging up on this one guy again Mm -hmm. uh it's it's the the variance of it and the the fact that you know like your your number cards i think i saw everything as low as like a a one or a two yeah it goes from one to 40 okay okay yeah because i like it goes all the way up to 40 like that's huge there's only 140 though there's only 140 130 in the rest there's like a 26 somewhere in the teens yeah yeah all right all right yeah it's it you know it's it's a game like that i think the problem like with a lot of things is when a game embraces randomness and chaos like this there's going to be times where you just get dealt a bad hand like you get a boring hero and you get a whole bunch of ones in your hand and bluff all you like uh you know if you're not good at sort of negotiating or really bluffing like you're not gonna do well 
uh, you, you might kind of have a boring time. And other times you might have like a, just a great hand and you don't need any help and you got like the best alien and his crazy ability and stuff. And it's, it's going to swing wildly a lot of the times. But I do like how, like, like you said, Adam, with like, there's no dice involved. So it's sort of, uh, mediated randomness yes it's more balanced randomness yes that deck of destiny cards is balanced for all the players with a couple wilds so you know it is random but it's not completely random which is i think something that can be dangerous yeah like you you never feel like you're just like oh here here we go again again like i just i just got bad beat by by a, a bad draw or by a bad a bad die roll like it's you know, lady luck just just took you out back and and what <laughs> took well, you, and took and, you out back and, and did very bad things oh. just took out the pipe to you oh That's no right, not ah oh, lady luck not again That's the it. Pipe. What? make sure you pay your bills <laughs> or lady luck will come break your knees what <laughs> And well, and today we learned that Lady Luck was actually a mafia don. That makes sense. I, there's, I agree. What's really interesting about this for me is that there's a lot of games that we've, you know, done our reviews on and that we've talked about where we've very explicitly said that um, they're they're overcomplicated for no good reason. And yet mm-hmm. we don't have that general, um, yeah, that general thought about um, about this one. That's because this game is overly complicated for a very good reason. Is it though? Yeah, I think I think yeah, so. that's spice. Think that, yeah, those weird weird edge cases where kind of you chuckle or you're like scratching your head or trying to figure out how all these things interact. And I think that's part of the gameplay is kind of looking over there and uh, seeing seeing Adam as the humans that you know if he gets zapped he just automatically wins and wondering if someone else at the table has a grudge against you when he attacks you and wondering who's going to pull that out and it, it's uh it, yeah i think it's that it's the complications that uh, make the game in this case interesting it is very weird though i will agree with you oh yeah oh it, it's like it is exceptionally complex and there's there's definitely pieces of it where you know you kind of find yourself sitting there thinking like my goodness i wish this were just a little more simplified some of the species when you get them and it's just walled of text and you're oh yeah my favorite part about that is that like there's the wall of text on the part where you the player read and then it's like summarized in the top and upside down for everybody else to read (laughs) like that's gonna fucking help like (laughs) yeah and it's always like three words yeah it's like wins on ties and then the wall of text destroys your hand like cool what the hell does that mean like when why what's going on here who are these people (laughs) and i mean that might be the sign of the times i mean the game came from the 70s and has been remade four times since then so it kind of carries that that uh old uh design philosophy mentality with it yeah as to, as to why people like it, like at, at even like because it's so complicated and there's just a billion things you can do. Like I don't know. Like I get yeah. Like you say, that's just that's just where the fun lies. Is like yeah, it's got nine phases in it, and like you have like a sixteen step checklist to get through your turn. But that's necessary. Like they can't optimize any of that out because like that's where the alien shit lives, right? Like you got that one alien where like before your regroup phase, you can like bet uh i don't know gold and then like 
if if you get the right number, then you get all your ships back or some shit, right? Like it, it's all just completely bananas. Yeah, it's there's a lot to this game. Like it's overwhelming at times, uh, especially the sure, alien absolutely. Cards. The alien cards are are extremely overwhelming because you're looking at this like wall of text and half the time you really have no idea like what and how and all that kind of fun stuff. And you say, I'll just take the other one. You put that one face down. (laughs) But then you realize halfway through the game, you're like, ah, this one's boring. I wish I'd taken that other one. The one with all the words. Somebody would have helped me figure out what it means. (laughs) Right, right. Right? There's also flavor text on these things. There's like there's just so much going on with these little cards. It's pretty amazing. Do enjoy Fantasy Flight and favorite flavor text. <laughs> yeah, you do. They're always great for yeah, it. Yeah, you do. I mean, it might have been there on the original stuff. I don't know. That's People true. like to write a lot <laughs> a novel on your cards. Good old magic. That's right. But I mean, like, just just think about it. You you go out, you get the game. It has 50, 50 alien races or whatever in it. And you go out and get an ex- get like one expansion. It comes with like what, probably another thirty. Uh, yeah, they're they range from twenty to thirty. So the ones that we have are twenty, twenty five, and thirty. Oh, perfect. So we have <laughs> so we have seventy five extra random crazy alien weirdness on top of on top of the fifty that are. Yeah, there you go. So we have one hundred and twenty five different aliens that that you could be, and we only have three of the expansions. I mean, is that necessary though? Like that just this is yes. where my like <laughs> I don't know that it's necessary. Is all I'm saying. Uh, the only thing better than a little chaos is a lot. Exactly. Wow. I th- I feel like I'm more on board with having just a bunch of expansions for Cosmic Encounter than for like trying to think of a game like you know I really like the game Eclipse. But I'm not going to buy a bunch of the expansions for Eclipse because they just add a bunch of stuff to a game that I'm probably never going to touch. Like we had uh, Battlestar Galactica and we yep. I mm-hmm. bought all the expansions of that, but we never touched two of them at least, right? Even though yep. we played that game to death, right? But it added more stuff, but at the expense of my own time. Whereas Cosmic Encounter, you get another 50 cards. You may never see them. And they don't really affect anything if they're not in the game, right? Like, you don't have to choose mm-hmm. to play with them. You just, like, fire them into the deck and hope for the best. So I could I could see there being, you know, a place for just a giant stack of these somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's... It, I don't think... I don't know. I, but I think in general, like, if you're just adding more options, you're not necessarily adding bloat, which is what a lot of expansions can add. Sure, there might be more, uh, you know, things you can do, uh, but if it just adds bloat and slows down the experience, you're not necessarily going to have as much fun, where I think with a lot of sort of the extra stuff that Cosmic Encounters expansions add, it's more options rather than, uh, like, unnecessary bloat. can't quite think of the right word term but hopefully you understand what i mean i was just looking at the cosmic encounter on board game geek here and it's like it won a 2009 golden geek best gamers award game board game award nominee like i don't know can you can you be el- should you be eligible for an award if the game is like 30 years old at that point 
<laughs> well, yeah. It, because, yeah, there's, I was looking, I'm like, oh, which, which version would you like? 1977, 1991, 2000, 2008, 2018? Yeah. Aren't they the same? On Fantasy Flight's website, they have the 42nd year anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, 42nd. That's the, that's the 2018. Jesus. That's the 2018 edition. Wow. Anyone got anything else? The art's kind of cool. I mean. Yeah, I, I like a lot of them sort of embrace that sort of, you know, pulp fiction kind of uh, sci-fi novels. Like the humans look basically like they're out of a flash gordon yes uh, they absolutely do and the little ships are great well yeah the little like very stereotypical um i mean they look like nipples they're just like those stereotypical sci-fi ships you know yeah like little flying saucers yeah yeah they're great but they stack wonderfully oh they're so nice to play with oh they do sucks playing on tabletop simulator with them though just just <laughs> loses nice loses so much when you're not playing with these things like little poker chips. True. We should play as in person. That's what I'm trying to get at, I guess. So we shall. Take this to a bar so or we something. Shall. We can just like end up yelling at oh, each other yeah. and get thrown out. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. Isn't that what you do at bars? I don't know. There's don't lots really, of bars that are like. I don't really, I don't really go to bars. There's lots of like uh, the microbreweries and that, like Cabin and 88 and all that. And they're just like, yeah, you want to play board games? Bring a board game. Play some board games. Yeah, as long as you're paying the money, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Yeah, they're like, bring it in for the real thing. We're like, all right. <laughs> what? What the hell does that Wait, mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. What? Bring it in for the real thing. Just, like, just the way you said that was really in. weird. And then I thought about what you said. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, bring well. it in for the real thing, baby. What? Yeah. Well, just let that sink in for a while. Let it, let it, yeah. Let it, let it really yeah. percolate. And it's great. I'm going to noodle on that one. Yeah, noodle on it. Yeah. That was going to haunt me for a while. <laughs> Good. 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 Review time. All right. So I am on a scale. That's uh, really scale. Uh, I, I, I decide whether I want to keep a game around or get rid of it out of my copious collection. And uh, like Cosmic Encounter, all, with, with all of my reservations, I'm not going to throw this game out. Like, yeah, I, I, I said on this podcast, like maybe I haven't had the like most amazing time, but this game is still like a national treasure for the most part. Like it has survived 42 years for a reason. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's just such a, it's just a fun little artifact and it's fun to play. And like, I I look forward to getting it out sometime in the future. It's just, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird game. It's very strange, very chaotic, but I can't see myself getting rid of it. Um, I looked it up online and it's, it's like the 42nd anniversary edition is like 70 bucks US dollars. Maybe it's in US or it's in Canada. I don't know. Yeah, that's the MSRP. That's, that's wow. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's expensive. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe it comes with some expansions. Huh? Uh, kind of said it had 51, 51 dudes in it. So I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't, well, I don't, I don't know. know. So I'm not saying that I'd like rush out, uh, like a, I'm not saying I'd recommend you like rush out and grab this, but I mean, it's fucking 42 years old. I'm sure you can find somebody that already owns the goddamn thing. So if this sounds interesting, I recommend you give it a shot. It is, it is an interesting game. It can be a fun time. It, while it is like varies wildly, there's a lot of variance in it, but that's just all part of the fun. So that's me. Justin, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm on the the same binary scale of keep or not keep. Uh, this is actually a game that I don't own, which surprised me. Uh, is, it's been a while since I had played it last, but I I have played it a bunch, you know, in the past. And uh, no, yeah, I, I looked around and I'm like, I, I don't own this. Uh, 
so i mean if it's one of those games where yeah no i i really enjoy sort of that classic ameritrash style that uh, this game embraces uh sometimes it's just exactly what i uh, am looking for so um while i don't own it if i did i wouldn't be throwing it away and uh, it's a game that i'm gonna probably uh look to pick up if i ever just run across one um and yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good recommendation if half of what we've been saying sounds up your alley. Uh, because yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a product of a more, uh, uncivilized age in board gaming. It's a great example of a mere trash. It's silly, frustrating most of the time, but, uh, you know, if you embrace it, it's great fun. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. How about you, Debbie? So for me, I'm on a five point scale. Um, this is a I, this is a four for me. I, if you get the opportunity to play it, you absolutely should. I mean, the fact that this thing has, you know, weathered time as well as it has um, says a lot about it, right? Like, I mean, it, it's obviously very well made. Um, like I said, my issues with it are more me issues. <laughs> They're not the game issues. Um, there is a lot of expansions to this game. Um you know, don't go poor getting them all, Adam. Uh, what? <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm just on Amazon looking at Cosmic Encounter expansions. You yeah, say something about me? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think that anybody really honestly needs all the expansions. I think that getting the base game and maybe one or two of the expansions is probably worth it. Um I think that'll give you enough variety that, you know, it should have a little bit of longevity to it. Um, and I think that in order for this game to succeed well, um, I think you do have to be open to the whole negotiation side of, of this game um, because it is a it is a unique aspect um, to it. And, you know, I yeah. so it's for me, it's a four out of five, but I, I would absolutely recommend people giving it a try if they have an opportunity. Um, Adam, how about you? I would recommend three expansions <laughs> to start with. You know, uh, I I couldn't tell you which expansions, but I, I assure you I have them. Um, <laughs> huh? We're halfway there, you know, Got it. that's all. it. That's it. Um, for myself, 10 point scale. The game is really good again, especially considering um, like sci-fi is not is not really my genre in general. Like, I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. It's just it's just not something that I usually gravitate towards. Um, Ameritrash is, is also not generally my genre, but yet this game absolutely checks all of the boxes for me. I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, I, I do tend to agree with what Tom said in that it, like, it can run, it can run a little long, uh, at times. And the first few turns are the most exciting. Uh, but with that being said, I definitely give this thing an eight and a half out of ten. It's good. Like it's it's worth it's it's worth getting. It's worth playing. It's worth checking out. Uh, it's fun to have in in kind of your back pocket, especially if you're if you're someone who does enjoy kind of like the secret Hitlers and the the werewolf style thing, where there's you know some some. On political undertones and some deflection and and that sort of stuff, um, as well as I mean, just plain old warmongering. Like, who doesn't love a, a good warmongering from time to time? Right, right. 
yeah, eight and a half out of ten. It's it's good. I definitely worth playing. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like this kind of thing, we got lots of episodes. You can go back and listen to those. You can also like and subscribe and do all that sort of good good stuff. And that would be fan dabby dabulous. Uh, if you want to send us any sort of constructive criticism, you got anything to shout out to us, you can use email collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. Justin, do you got anything to plug? Well, I can always plug myself. Uh, oh, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Justin. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. But don't worry, you can trust me. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and uh, let me know how you would solve the three body problem? I'd love to know. What? What do you, Debbie? I don't think you should ask questions. A what? It's a physics thing. Oh. You guys can get me at at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Like Tom said, you guys can get us as a group uh, through email or on Twitter at CGS Podcast. Um, Give us a shout on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, Today, we were finally able to accomplish... the the request by one uh, request out of many probably yes well no that's not true no that's not true um this was sam's request this was sam's request yeah sorry i'm I'm just totally off in la la land um yeah so you guys can give us a shout on twitter um sam gets a hold of us by email um and you know gives us a shout and lets us know what they want to what they think that we should play so we want to hear from other people too um yeah that's it that's all adam how about you if you're looking to get a hold of me you can get me on social media at for the win f-o-r-t-h-e-w-h-y-n you can also catch debbie and i on facebook slinging barbecue uh the weather's getting nice and so we doing it uh getting that getting the old smoker going and getting some barbecue if you're in the calgary area ftw barbecue and bbq and bakery ftw bbq and bakery on facebook that's where you can find us bada boom bada boom bada bing bada bow that's the one all right thank you again so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll be back at you next week with something fun thanks again bye Bye.